WVOW Local News, now. A survey reveals signs of widespread apathy among students and parents in West Virginia. I'm Bob Fields. According to the survey conducted by the West Virginia Department of Education, only about 5.5% of teachers in the Mountain State described any significant parental involvement in their children's schooling. This follows a survey performed by the West Virginia Education Association. That survey showed that while over 84% of teachers feel supported by their school's administrations, 39% described serious concerns surrounding parental involvement, and nearly 80% described the lack of parental involvement as a serious issue. American Federation of Teachers West Virginia President Fred Alberts said that he's not surprised by the results of the surveys. He told the Senate Education Committee that the results look familiar. Not surprised at all, actually, because I think it pretty much mirrored the surveys that have been done in the past couple of years. Albert admitted doubts as to how much legislation would be able to correct recent trends, but said that any help would be welcome. State Superintendent Michelle Blatt commented on these survey results. She told the Senate Education Committee on Thursday that results reflect a deep cultural issue among parents in West Virginia. It does go back to that the parent question where very little of the teachers felt like they were supported by the parents because it is a matter of no appreciation for the education system by the parents, not placing a value on that. This is WVOW News. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Friday edition of the show, we'll get you ready for a very busy sports weekend. Pat Strader will be here with Hashtag Beer Friday at 433. Brad Howe from Sportsline drops by at 5. Aristotle Jones has Sounds Good West Virginia at 533. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out, the Capitol Report, and our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at wvmetronews.com and on this Metro News station. If you're interested in writing a book, Southern West Virginia Community and Technical College is hosting a special one-day writing workshop as a fundraiser to help students pay for an upcoming trip to Ireland and Scotland. Creative Writing and How to Get Published, a professional workshop, is a two-hour class with advice for writers at every level explaining the basic elements of what makes a story, and getting a better understanding of the various roads to publication. Bram Stoker award-winning editor and author Michael Nost will be teaching the class. Michael Nost is the pen name of Mike Collins, Southern's recruiter and community outreach specialist. The class costs $25 a person and is set for Saturday, February 17th at 11 o'clock at the Savas Costas Performing Arts Center in the Logan campus. Southern will also host a peer recovery support specialist training session. The training includes 30 hours of the four domains of peer recovery and an additional 16 hours in ethics training. The class will be offered on the Logan campus in Building B, Room 116, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on February 19th through the 23rd and the 26th. To register, contact Aaron Blankenship at 304-896-7308 or email him at aaron.blankenship at prestera.org. That's P-R-E-S-T-E-R-A dot org. 
West Virginia Governor Jim Justice and the state's Department of Environmental Protection announced $15.6 million in grant funding for nearly 70 communities across the Mountain State. The money is part of the second phase of the state's reclamation of abandoned and dilapidated properties program. The money has been used to rid areas of structures that are falling down, been burned out before, or are a hazard to the community. The second phase of the program includes 69 cities, counties, and towns for a total of $15,662,250 to be used to reimburse for expenses associated with the demolition of 1,290 structures. Selections were made based on applications from 43 counties and 124 municipalities. Those locations included the City of Logan for $156,000, Del Barton for $130,000, $78,000 goes to Madison, $750,000 goes to Mercer County, and $153,000 go to Mingo County, to name a few. The month of January sees revenue collections exceed estimates in the state of West Virginia. Despite the recent trend of tax cuts and credits, including a 21.25% personal income tax cut instituted this year, revenue collections in the Mountain State blew estimates out of the water by over $50 million. This brings the current state surplus to a total of $458.6 million for this half of the fiscal year. Senate Finance Chairman Eric Tarr reflected on the trends through previous fiscal years. He says the state could see that number rise to record highs. By and large, usually the second half of the fiscal year performs better than the first half of the fiscal year. And so we're about $450 million ahead of, of our, the forecast for last year. So I'm expecting we're probably around $700 million surplus this year. Governor Jim Justice commented on the current surplus in a statement released by his administration on Thursday. He said that the current economic momentum proves our investments in diversification and responsible budgeting are paying off. West Virginia plans to proceed with Operation RIP Potholes. With forecasts showing the weather warming up in the coming weeks, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice has urged asphalt plants to open up ahead of schedule in order to combat the road conditions throughout the state. According to Governor Justice, the early rollout of the road crews, which has been dubbed Operation Rest in Peace Potholes, is proceeding full steam ahead as the weather permits. If the weather continues and everything, we'll pour it on. And we'll absolutely just keep the pressure on and everything, these terrible potholes. The plant in Polka opened up on Tuesday, paving the way for road repairs to start for Logan County, as well as Canal, Boone, Cabell, Clay, Lincoln, Mason, Mingo, Putnam, and Wayne counties. Asphalt plants in both Princeton and Morgantown plan to open up early to allow for repairs to be made across most, if not all, of the Mountain State. Today's Groundhog's Day. French Creek Freddy and Puxatawney Phil say early spring. However, their Tug River contemporary disagrees. More on this story ahead from WVOW's Aaron Stone. Thousands of people gather for Groundhog's Day predictions in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Since 1887, the groundhog of Pennsylvania, Puxatawney Phil, has been predicting the weather. This year, he says spring comes early. But what this weather did not provide is a shadow or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this groundhog day. An early spring is on the way. 
much like Phil, French Creek Freddy at the West Virginia Wildlife Center made the same prediction today. However, it was French Creek Freddy that almost didn't have the stage to do so today. The Wildlife Center at French Creek is going through a relicensing process with the United States Department of Agriculture's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. The dispute is over a license for a requirement of a secondary containment fence at the facility. The lacking fence has been allowed to continue with a variance that was issued by the same administration 24 years ago. But for now, it's no longer recognized, but it was appeals by lawmakers and Governor Jim Justice. They were able to announce that the Department of Agriculture granted one day of a clearance for the public to attend the French Creek Freddy prognostication event at the Wildlife Center. However, down here in the southern part of the state, some local residents have come to depend on Tug Fork Tim for his predictions of the weather each spring. The Friends of the Tug River Conservation Group, they've spent years rehabilitating the Tug River for fishing and other outdoor recreation. Conservation is the key. According to Pete Runyon, things like Tug Fork Tim draw attention to conservation efforts on the tug. I tell you what, now he's a beans and cornbread kind of groundhog. He's not like him one of them fancy TV groundhogs, if you know what I'm saying. Says that the friends of the Tug Fork continue their work on the river. Their big project is removing tires. On Thursday, Pete called into WVOW's What's Your Opinion? He says friends of the Tug Fork have pulled a monstrous number of old tires out of the river in the years they've been working. Says it's become quite the rewarding ordeal. On the tire count, I think our last tire count was 13,340. Oh, goodness. That's directly out of the river. That's incredible. uh, That is something, it's a monumental thing, and it's kind of put us on the map. That's and, like that's uh, like thirty two hundred cars worth of tires, yeah. something like that. Uh, the quick man. Well, you know, you said white walls. We have seen so- white walls that the wall is white all the way around. We have seen red white walls. I guess what you got. That's for a better term. Green white walls. There's a lot of studded tires. These things, Bosply. We even saw Exxon tires. Oh my! The brand Exxon. Wow. How long has it been? These things are decades old for the most part. According to Tug Fork Tim, he did see his shadow today. So we know that spring is delayed. And don't worry, don't fret, for soon the Tug Fork River will be set. The fishing vessels will be out and all the fish will be swimming about. The sun will shine, the sky will be blue, and all the flowers will be in view. So though the groundhog's forecast is late, we know that spring will soon be great. So grab your rod and grab your bait. Head on down to the Tug Fork. Don't wait. You're listening to WVOW. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. We have smooth sailing here now heading into the weekend, but we have a lot of clouds today with about 48, so it's a little bit cooler. But then we're warming up. We're just playing with a few degrees here or there. 30 overnight, back to about 53, 54 for Saturday. That's a good-looking day. Lots of sun. It's clear and it's cold overnight. Sunday, even warmer, though. This is a nice warm-up, 60 degrees. Pretty respectable. We'll have a nice day Sunday. Our 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. 
Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the StormTracker 13 Weather Center.